Welcome to the Creative Homeschool Podcast. In this podcast, I'm coming at you to deliver you a weekly dash of creativity to make your homeschool exciting for your kids, but for you too. We're going to explore all of the different ways to creatively homeschool. Games, field trips, unit studies, writing activities, kid businesses, art, and more. I'm your host, Julie Soul, longtime homeschool mom, shenanigan enthusiast, espresso drinker, and founder and co-owner of Soul Spark Let's Art. I've helped thousands add creativity and joy to their homeschool, and I'm ready to help you too. Ready to get started? Let's go. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Creative Homeschool Podcast. I'm so glad you're here. Now, last time was just the intro, and now that we've gotten the intro out of the way, let's dive in. Now, one way to homeschool is through art, and I think I told you that I'm going to talk about that first. It's one of my most passionate topics. But when studying art, it's important we look at the reasons why we need to study art. You know, is art important for our homeschools? So first, we love it when our kids recognize and appreciate culture. If you've ever had your child spot a Van Gogh from across the room, you know how exciting that is. But second, art helps kids and adults synthesize information. So if you've ever found yourself doodling while listening to a conversation or you're taking notes and you're making one of your letters bigger or adding more colors, or maybe you have a bullet journal. And think about when your kids spot a ladybug and they need to draw it right now and they're asking you to bring up a picture. Art helps us relax. We often slip into what's called a flow state when creating. That means we don't notice the time slipping by and suddenly we're like, oh gosh, that took an hour. Fourth, art can on the opposite hand be a challenge. It requires us to think outside the box, to experiment, to get brave, to try new things. And that's why so many of us struggle when we see a blank canvas. It looks scary. Now, when I went kayaking last year, I kayaked with two med students with my family, and they told me a creative pursuit was a requirement to even get in. It's because they so often have to think outside that box. Now, I know from experience last October, when I had to have emergency surgery for a DVT, it was that kind of creative problem solving that saved my life. So kind of a huge fan of those creative pursuits for those med students. So when we say art is just a hobby or an extra, we can be discounting some of those incredible benefits that art can have. But what if you feel like you can't draw a stick figure? Actually, you know, I don't know why stick figures are always used as the art example of magnificence, but I can't actually draw stick figures really well myself. But maybe you haven't picked up watercolors since sixth grade art. Or maybe you've never been inside a museum and you don't know how to recognize a Monet yourself. So the subject then becomes huge and a bit intimidating. And unlike something where you have a math textbook and there's a teacher manual, art seems a little bit more open-ended. So today I want to break down some of the fun ways you can add art into your homeschool if you're not already. And if you are already, you might want to try another way down the road. So let's talk about number one morning basket artist study. So you don't have to do this in the morning, but this is when you're bringing out a picture of a famous piece of art and you're talking all about it. You may talk about who the artist is, how they painted it, when they painted it, where they painted it. So this is that traditional, you want your kids to be able to recognize a piece of art at a museum or, you know, if you see Van Gogh on some socks. Now, a bigger way to do that is through art history, talking about movements. 
So maybe an artist study might be looking at Monet, but through movements, we're talking about studying Impressionism. So now we're not only studying Monet, we might be looking at other French Impressionists. That's art history through a movement. Another way, and one of my favorites, is a daily sketchbook or doodle practice. Now, this can be really daunting for a lot of people, kids and adults alike. You might think, what the heck am I supposed to draw? Well, when we're looking at drawing prompts, we can say draw a shoe. Now, if you told me to draw a shoe, I honestly wouldn't be that excited myself. So when we're asking kids to take off your shoe and draw it, and they look at you like, wow, I really hate art. You know, that can happen a lot because we're asking them to draw something that seems scary and also seems, you know, kind of a little boring. So when we're doing daily sketchbook practices or doodles, there's a couple of different ways I like to go. First, make them silly. Ask them to draw a duck riding a bicycle or maybe to draw something for a week straight. Now make sure this is something that they love to draw. Can you draw seven different dragons? There was an artist I had the pleasure of seeing in the cafe at the Cincinnati Art Museum by the name of Hunt Slonim, and what he did was he painted rabbits each and every day. That means every single day he woke up and before, I can't remember if it was before or after coffee, but he would paint a rabbit. So we had this whole series of rabbits. It was a lot of fun because you could look and see how different they were. So if there's something that your kids are really into, doing it every single day would be a really fun way to see how different they are even with the same artist. So that is number three. Number four, try a new art supply, turn on the music, and just explore what does it do? What doesn't it do? I've been able to test out many of these art supplies through gifts or things like subscription boxes where they were just kind of dropped into my lap. And I have honestly no idea what this art supply does. Now, I could look it up and that is definitely fun to do, but sometimes it's kind of fun to explore and see how can you create with this. Some art supplies go really great on top of each other. Some colors blend beautifully and then others don't. But having that ability to explore that new art supply is also really fun before you do any kind of projects with it. If you sit down and you tell kids, we're going to paint a grasshopper, and it's the first time your child has ever seen those paints before, they might kind of want some time to explore first. So taking time out just one day to just try that new art supply and do that free creating is just a lot of fun. And if there's music that you love listening to, all the better. The next is process art. So we're talking about stamping, bubble art, scrape painting, no rules. So similar to the trying a new art supply, maybe we're trying out a different process. What happens if we um, put string on paint and print with that or an old Lego piece? What happens if we use watercolors and we crumple up the paper? So process art no rules. Now, on the other hand, there's step-by-step instructions, and we are at number six step-by-step instructions. So this is your traditional, what you think of as something that is product-based. So there's step-by-step. We're going to draw this. We're going to paint this. Now, in a lot of step-by-step instructions, people think that it removes the creativity from the student. 
Now, step-by-step are often there to give you an idea of what to do. That doesn't mean the step-by-step instructions are looking over your shoulder and if you use a different kind of paint or a different art supply, or if the step-by-step instructions was drawing a duck and you find yourself drawing a butterfly, the art police are not going to come after you. But it is going to show you, hey, this is a new technique, such as adding salt to watercolors. So that's different than process art. You're going for some kind of finished product. Now, art can also involve other things like origami, knitting, or other fiber arts. There's those little eraser kits where you can create with this clay. There's stop motion animation. So there's lots of different things. You can even raid your recycle bin and get into recycled art. You can create art outside with seashells. So there's lots of other ways to bring art into your homeschool. And Legos. Legos are a wonderful idea for doing art. I don't know if you've ever seen some of those larger scale Legoland cities and that not only takes time, but a lot of ingenuity. Now, one thing that pops up a lot when talking about art is, is product-based art bad? Shouldn't it all be process art? Often I hear that if it's not process-based, then it's no good. So I want to talk about a couple of different ways that kids can see art. Now, when adding art to your homeschool, not all children love when you tell them just draw what you want create and you sit by waiting for them to learn how the materials work. Some kids really benefit from the security of something that's step by step and it allows them to learn a little bit like a Lego set where there's instructions and if you tell them to free draw they will freeze and for kids who like that structure and my husband was and still is one of those they branch out when they feel safe. So once they feel like they know what the supplies do when they've had enough practice then you see them quietly drawing something new on their own. These are our strategists and their planning and the way that they see the world. Those are going to be those surgeons who might one day save your life. Now, some kids are on the other side. If you ask them to draw a dog, they will challenge you. Well, what if I want to draw a dragon? What if I don't want to use watercolors? What if I want to use crayons? They see that Lego kit and they're already planning what they want to do with those pieces and it isn't what's on the box. Now, this can feel a bit frustrating because you might have really wanted that dog for the fridge, but it's these kids who come up with new and brilliant ideas that you've never thought of, and the world is going to belong to people who are going to think outside that box. I mean, that's why we have cell phones. Can you imagine thinking years ago that that would even exist? Sometimes your kids are going to flip back and forth between the two, depending on their comfort level, how hungry they are, how tired they are. So when you're adding art to your homeschool, don't be afraid to experiment. Lean into how your own kids create. And when they're creating, make sure you take time to create for you too, because creating with your kids is magical. And let's face it, it's one of those things so few of us do. It feels like a luxury. We tend to let ourselves watch TV, but not do art, because we feel like if we're doing art, we should have been folding the laundry. But just try it once. Watch and see what happens on the other side. Now, if you're looking for art projects to get you started, I included a link in the show notes to our free Tide Pools bundle. It's full of fun art projects. They're all related to Tide Pools. There's otters, crabs, abalone shells, sea stars. It's completely free. So make sure you click on that link and check it out if you're looking for some really fun art projects to get you started. 
Okay, everyone, that's it for today. Now, next time, I'm going to share with you how my kids started a kid newspaper. We're going to talk about their planning, what they did, what I did, art, writing, entrepreneurship, and I'm going to be sharing a free template with you on Canva. So if you don't have Canva, you're going to want to check it out. You can use this template off of the free version. You will have a great time creating and your kids especially if you have kids who have been resistant to writing, this episode is going to be for you. So thanks for joining me on this episode of The Creative Homeschool. Until next time. If you have kids that are running away from writing instead of toward it, chances are you're feeling a little bit frustrated. But that's because so many writing programs out there have kids writing things like, tell me about your bedroom, instead of things that kids actually want to write. So I'd like to introduce you to the Delicious Diner course. What is it? It's a writing course for kids. It gets them writing effortlessly. They're having fun. They're creating their own delicious diner by marketing, writing help wanted ads, writing recipes, menus, learning about floor plans, writing, grammar, typing, entrepreneurship, and it's all through using Canva. There's even the first section of the course where I'm gonna teach kids how to use Canva and how to get started. And if you're not familiar with Canva, you might really like watching it too. Canva is a graphics design software you can use it completely for free. There is a paid version. You do not need the paid version in order to have fun with this course. But as an introductory offer, we are offering it for $10 off instead of $29. You can grab it for $19. It's a one-time purchase. It's for the entire family. Check the link in the show notes for the link to learn more and sign up and make sure to come hungry.